Hello everyone, it is WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine, joined around the table with Rob. Hello. Scott. Good morning. And Matt. Hi. It is nearly noon. Well, it's three still minutes. morning. If people are listening to this on their commute Monday morning, they'll be greeted with a good morning. <laughs> a good morning. And if you're, and if you're <laughs> listening to it at night, turn it off now. <laughs> and wait till wait tomorrow. Wait till morning. Yes. Um... Holly's not feeling great, so send her your uh, well wishes because her throat, we feel, is strep. So, yes. not good. Not good at all. She did give me her items. <laughs> oh, to enjoyed. talk about? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. So. That's good. So, you'll get the perspective of all of us. Um, so, we all uh, have have experienced <laughs> the Flower and Garden Festival <laughs> Um, and, you know, each did some new and interesting things, so we're going to talk about that, so I'm sure that's going to take up a lot of time, so we will just jump into the show with Topping It Off, where we highlight a Disney drink. And pray tell, Catherine, who's topping it off this week? It me. <laughs> <laughs> pray tell. That's a pray good word. tell. <laughs> Therefore. Um, so, I'm going to talk about a drink that is in the Japan Pavilion of Epcot, one of our favorite places to drink. And I will say, this is a drink that I got the last two trips while there were festivals going on, and I still opted to go to a regular location, which is saying something. Mm -hmm. So this drink is called the Violet Sake, and it's in the Garden House Pavilion, which is essentially across the big set of stairs that goes up to Teppan Ito and uh, a t- or Tokyo Dining. Yes, that's what the... Oh, yes. boom, boom. Um, and it's actually... I did not know this. I just found out. It's actually part of the Mitsukoshi store. Like, the store, the department store on the bottom floor owns this little, this little hut, and mm. it's called the Garden House. So that's the technical mm. little background for you. Um, it's $9. Um, it's a full-size drink. It is uh, purple pear, lime juice, and sake, and it is garnished with a lemon. And it is friggin' delicious. That sounds awesome. When did it you is- have that? I had it when you were sick this last trip, when you were laying down in Impressions Day France. I wasn't laying down. I was seated. Okay. They don't let you lay down. It's you can't much lay more dramatic here. if you were laying down <laughs> across and, three seats. And then um, I got it at uh, the Festival of the Arts when we were there in January when you were waiting for your sushi donut. Oh, yeah. So um, it is so refreshing. <laughs> Um, and it is so delicious. I would say this drink is dangerous because it does not, you do not taste alcohol. And you really it. like violet flavor. I love violet flavor. It's one of my, hibiscus and fl- violet might be my two favorite flavors. And I, I could suck this down in like legit, like a minute. And I feel the same way about this that I do the Jen's tattoo. And it's just like so delicious. <laughs> and like, you can just like have one in a minute and like, you don't even like, which is, Totally dangerous, and at nine dollars a pop, you probably want to enjoy it. Rob, you had a sip. Yes, yeah, so Holly think? had it as well, and it was it was really really good. This would be something I typically don't order, but it was incredible. I didn't notice violet in the description that you had there, though. Is it yeah, just the I color? You think? Um, I think it has to do with the purple pear 
flavoring is because have you ever have any of you ever gotten Ramon's Paradise um, in uh, DCA? It's no. in one of the cones. Well, you know I have. And that is a very similar flavor. That's the prickly pear, oh, and okay. it's the same color, like the really, really vibrant purple. Is is the color. I would highly recommend the Ramon's Paradise. Yes, it's, very, it's, a it's not alcoholic, but it's, but it's delicious. It's awesome. But compared to where prices are going with drinks and stuff, in the like, I thought that was a pretty good value for nine bucks. Yeah, it was a full like solo cup. Yeah, yeah. So like twelve ounces. You know, like 10. compared to a Jen's tattoo, which is probably less. What's that like thirteen, fourteen dollars? Yeah, that's now? true, and sure. it's mostly ice. So <laughs> yeah, this is this is oh my gosh, it's this really, is good really, for like if it's May and it's like ninety five. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it is super super refreshing. It is delicious. Yeah, I cannot. Is. This is one of my favorite drinks I've ever. I would definitely off. go. Yeah, go order me too. It. And yeah. I like. I really do like. I I know I picked the. Uh, I forget even the sake mist in Japan as well. I know that was a prior one of my. This topic. is better. This is better. Mm. This is better. Different kind of drink, but uh, this is going to be my go-to when we pass Japan now, cool. which is nice to have a little spot there. And it's, I don't think that thing ever gets like backed up. No so. one's ever there. I'm, all, I'm the only person there. And then um, I keeping think that keeping that kiosk afloat. They have a. You know what really does it for me is they had a picture of it and it looked fabulous, and I was like Holly, that's it. And Holly was like, Ooh, I'm going to get that too. And I think like the picture really draws you in because you. See, See, it just says Violet Sake, and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then the photo really does it justice. So, highly recommend. Anyway, news, Rob, yes. what you got? All right, news. so we'll leave the big one for last. We'll go through two littler stories. So, we're getting more uh, details around the Disney Plus streaming service that should be debuting later this year? Question mark? <laughs> um, so... They had their the Walt Disney Company had their annual stockholder meeting, and Bob Iger went through a few items. So he's saying that the entire library of the studio's films will be available on the service. Wow, that's pretty extensive. Yes, right. Like, are we talking like Candle Shoe from nineteen seventy? They're saying the entire vault. Wow, I'm into that. Yeah, Song of the South. <laughs> Ooh, that would be super interesting. Yeah. No way. No freaking way. No way. I don't. I think don't think so. so either. Yeah, I don't either. That would be the probably the one exception. <laughs> so they don't know how this is going to apply to like physical media, like if everything's going to get released or it's just going to be for the streaming service. But we'll see. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Scott. Did you hear that? Um, they are planning to do, in addition to like the Mandalorian and all the other stuff they released, they're planning to do a TV show based around Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, really? No, I didn't. The um, it's a cult classic. I would say I don't even know if I would say cult. It's very acclaimed. It's a broad appeal. Yeah, it's a, it's a um, RPG that um, PC RPG that came out years ago. Now, what, like fifteen years ago? Two thousand. Three, I want to say. So yeah. yeah, and it was made by Bioware, who's <clears throat> excuse me, famous for the Mass Effect games. Who now? But yeah, so they're apparently doing a TV show. I don't know if it's. I'm assuming it's animated. I would think so because we'd be hearing about you know casting live and, and casting. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's, so, interesting that's for your that Star Wars and gaming, Star Wars gaming fans. 
Appreciate the heads up. Hey, no problem. That was just for you, not the <laughs> listeners. That's why I said, hey, Scott. I hope hear. everyone closed their ears so that they didn't get the information that was meant for me. Well, and most of the people actually turned it off because it wasn't the morning. <laughs> um, so our next story is Innovations Demolition Permits File. Innoventions? Innovations. Innoventions. Innoventions. That is correct. Innovations is a real word. Innovations. I used to call it that like five years ago when I first started going. I had a slight misfire there. When I was a kid and went to Epcot, I called it Horizons. Horizons. <laughs> Yo, boy. All right, so it looks like they're going to be tearing down the Epcot character spot, the Fountain View Starbucks, and Club Cool all within next year. How are they going to keep this open, like the park open? And you're demolishing that giant area. It needs to go. I am not. It's just a huge (laughs) septic tank underneath, and it'll just be exposed for everyone. (laughs) Well, they're going to have to have fences up. I mean, it'll be just like Galaxy's Edge, I would assume. But, like, they have that pathway edge there. Like, I imagine they're going to clear out. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a. I guess you could go through the the beginning part closest to. Spaceship Earth, right? You could cut through there, yeah, and go out the back, and I guess cut all that other part off. Yeah, because that's what they did for like DCA when they redid the entrance. It was a rerouted entrance over by uh, Soren, and it like it was all walls. It wasn't pretty, but and maybe part of the whole. I mean, they're going to start working on the front entrance with doing that. Maybe they put something. Along that, where you could go to like the seas, mm-hmm. come out right. there. Yes, that, that's something what I would temporarily yeah. uh-huh. uh, to avoid that. So, I mean, Epcot's getting its love that it desperately needs. So, I'm excited about that. The rumors too that um, um, the Starbucks is going to get relocated to the Odyssey temporarily. So. Yeah, the Odyssey definitely seemed more permanent this last time I was there. Yeah, and the way they remodeled it feels like it would have a Starbucks, mm-hmm. even though it's temporary, like it just like the aesthetic of it. And mm-hmm. um, it just makes, they have menu boards now, which they didn't have before. So I could see that being the case. And our final story involves... Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I feel what? like the, I feel like every every episode we just need to have, have a Star Wars segment. And, and it, it, I mean, back to Pandora when that opened, right? That, yeah, same I thing. I mean, we had one like every yes. every episode. So we got dates for this, and this was super shocking, and I think it caught most of the Diz community uh, by surprise. So Disneyland Resort will be opening May thirty first, and. Uh, Hollywood Studios will be opening August 29th. Way Ugh. earlier than anybody thought. Imagine yourself August 29th and it's 102 degrees. Oh my God. And you're standing in gigantic crowds. Oh, no. I don't want to. I, I just got goosebumps thinking of that. Not bad goosebumps. Way. Yeah, bad goosebumps. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> um, so the one, the one big news item out of this is that the one e-ticket attraction well i mean I, i'm assuming they're saying both are e-ticket yeah, attractions i think they are but i think um, this one is e more plus yes plus. <laughs> which is surprising because it doesn't sound like it would be just based on the description but the yeah. rise of the resistance um ride is attraction is going to not be open at the time the lands open and there's not going to be a fast pass line 
for Smuggler's Run either. I didn't. At least to start. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is good. Yeah, it's more it's more even playing field. Yeah. I had to call um, Disney customer service today, and um, they are talking, like, the... Um, the automated prompt that you listen to when you're on hold, they're saying there will not be fast pass. If you have upcoming uh, um, reservations and you'll be staying here when Galaxy's Edge is open, we will not be accepting fast passes for Rise of the Resistance or um, what is it? The Smuggler's, Smuggler's Run. Run. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Disney kind of screwed this up from like people because, pl- like, I know I have a couple clients that. We're going in the fall, and they specifically wanted to avoid this. Like, mm-hmm. they, they're not Star Wars fans. They could care less about this. And so now, like, this is going to be open when they're there. And it's like, what is this going to do to the crowds and everything? So, I don't I, know. I think I, there's <laughs> two ways to look about that, though. Because if you're not interested in Star Wars and you're okay steering clear of Star Wars land, you may actually benefit from the concentration of crowds in... Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I mean, it, like... Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, probably yeah, easier I, to Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, I think always of, like, just the logistics of everything, of just more cars, more buses, the hotels being more crowded. You know, like, yeah. all, not just the parks itself, like, what's Disney Springs going to be like on the weekend? Those kinds of things. So, we'll see. I mean, hopefully they've learned some some things from Pandora opening and, and whatnot, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how... Harry Potter was when that opened. I'm sure that was insane. insane. Um, were we there when it opened? No. I thought we, it was like a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was still insane, though. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, has we, more We detail. were there shortly after yeah, Gringotts, Gringotts opened. Yeah, and that was... It was busy. Oof. That was a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> I, still have, I still have nightmares about that. Just standing in the anytime, underground. Anytime you wait in a very long line for something and it breaks down is the worst. <laughs> is probably the worst theme park experience you can have. Yeah. Like, you wait in line for anything more than an hour. And this has happened to me multiple. It happened at Hershey Park. It happened there. It's never happened at Disney, though, I don't think. I, I can't remember any time where I stood in line for more than an hour and then I got near to the front of the line. It was like, sorry. It's... <laughs> Not not that long. We that happened to us the last time we went to get on test track when it was just a few of us that it broke down and they were like, "Get out, go out the door." And we were like, "Oh, God. <laughs> yeah," but we weren't waiting. No, that long. no, no. So yeah. Do you? I, I was talking to someone that I work with um, about this. Can you can you see them keeping it open like twenty four hours for like a certain amount of time or like? Super late and then opening super early. Yeah, not twenty four hours. I I could see the yeah the super late super early, but like they're gonna do what they did in Pandora. They'll do magic hours every single day. Yeah, and that's which what was they're, great. They're, and they're they're saying that um, yeah, that's the that's, right call. Yeah, that incentivizes on staying uh, on property stays, which benefits Disney. And I, I don't think they're having any problem filling up their rooms on property, <laughs> honestly. And with the ticket increases. They're just printing money. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me that the the resorts are almost at carrying capacity anyway. I know. We've, even without Star Wars, so they, they gotta to get, go somewhere. They need to get some of these new hotels yeah. open. Yeah. How, how early, if you were there, <laughs> opening weekend, and let's just say Disney World, 
how early would you recommend oh, getting God. to the gates of um, Hollywood. Hollywood Studios? Let's say Hollywood Studios opens up at 8 for extra magic hours. 5? Is the night before an option? I mean... <laughs> I don't know if they'd turn you away. I don't think they do because they didn't at Star Wars weekends. There was that lady who was obsessed. Then she would line up the night before and they would let her. <laughs> Linda Skywalker. Actually. <laughs> literally changed her name. Honestly, the night before is not. <laughs> I know that sounds insane, but. Yeah, I that's, mean, like, that's insane. I guess. Would you do it, Scott? No. Absolutely not. You're okay. paying to stay in a Disney hotel and you're going to sleep outside. No way. I'd line up at five. I am. I, I'd be okay with that. I mean... But it's all relative, right? I mean, so you're going to wait then. And instead then. of waiting in line when it yeah. opens. So what? So you're willing to wait three hours before. So you're essentially waiting in line for that ride three hours. Yeah. When, if what if you got there at 9 p.m. and it was a two-hour wait? I mean, it's never going to be a two-hour wait. <laughs> in the next two years, it won't be a two-hour wait. Next three. However... If you do it, if you do it the way I intend, and you get there at five a.m., then you can get right on the ride that you want, and then wait in line for the other. And ride. then you're free to explore the world, and everyone else is waiting in line. Then you're free to like, like roam around and check it out. You already rode the ride, and then there's so much to see. I feel yeah, like that's that the way was to do our, it. That that was our initial thinking with Pandora, and I feel like we took everything in Pandora in that first day. And I I'll, feel like that's going to be different. Okay. I also uh, think that if you're planning a trip, and this is just me personally, and I think Rob and Scott would agree with me based on their Pandora experience, that get there on the 28th and just try <laughs> to go because they're going to have soft openings. Yeah. Yes. They did it with New Fantasyland. They will probably do it with this. They're not the first time people ride these rides will not be on August 29th. Oh no, I'm sure that I mean they, just like Pandora they did what passholder pass or exclusive uh, events. I know cast member events. So if if um, they announced a passholder exclusive event, would you sign up? I would try to get in and I don't know, try to make it work on a weekend. We have like a tentative August date that we want to go down right now just like a random weekend. And if it happened to be that, that would be awesome. Yeah. But I don't. It would all depend on like the the schedule. Yeah, I guess. But I remember those were really hard to get into. Yeah, they they those fill up. Pandora yeah, ones quickly. sold out. Well, that's why you almost have to like pull the trigger as soon as you see that yeah. it's happening because yeah. there's no discussing. Oh, but do I want to go down? Yeah. Yeah. By the time you deliberate, <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. So well, we'll see. That's we shall. We shall indeed. So, um, on to our main topic of our trip reviews. And it's like three separate trip reviews. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a unique trip. It's really interesting, yeah. Normally, when we go down, we kind of all go as a group, and we just kind of muddle around the parks together. And this time, it was. It was three separate Mm -hmm. trips. I was down with my folks. Rob and Holly were down in staying at uh, Yacht and Beach or Yacht Club and beach. you guys you no, guys were at Beach, beach Club, Club and you guys were yeah. at Yacht Club yeah. yeah and even though those are sister resorts and we did I mean I saw Robin we hung out with Robin Holly the most but we still Catherine and I had like very because we all kind of like made separate <laughs> plans and then also our uh, friends uh, Nikki and Albert were there with their kids and so like we it's funny like we we did intersect like a few times, but you know, for the most part, we all had pretty unique experiences. But well, what do we want to start with? 
And then we're really seeing how the sausage gets made here, folks. We did not talk about how you wanted. To... Do you want to talk about accommodations first, and then uh, we'll go into like flower and garden and eating? And I would love to talk about accommodations. Sure. Well, why don't you kick us off, Matt? You've got some enthusiasm. Um, this is the first time um, Catherine and I had stayed at the yacht club. It's also the first time that Robin Holly had stayed at the beach club. Um, we both stayed club level, which is the first time I've ever stayed at anything uh, club level. And I'm not sure if, if that um, option exists at all resorts. Most but, of the deluxes, right? Because I know it's that grand. I'm trying to think if there's a, a Isn't there one in Coronado? that does not have it. That's not the oh, well. They they have that like business select. Oh, that's gone. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that, okay. that, that that building doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. So. Yeah, um, well, what that entails is basically you're on a, a floor um, at the Yacht Club. It's the fifth floor, and that's club level. And You need your Magic Band to access it. Yes, you do. You, you scan your Magic Band in the um, elevator. Otherwise, you can't even get to that floor. And there is a, from about 7 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, I believe, they have a, a little a club open in there. And oh, awesome! It's called the Regatta Club at, at the, the Yacht, the yacht yeah, Club. What's it called at the Beach Club? The Stone Harbor Club. Okay. <laughs> and I will just read you the schedule here: coffee from six thirty to seven, continental breakfast from seven to ten thirty, light snacks from eleven thirty a.m. to four p.m., hors d'oeuvres and select beverages from five p.m. to seven, then desserts and cordials from eight p.m. to ten p.m. It's all you can eat, all you can drink. It's essentially an uh, an all inclusive at the hotel. I mean, you're obviously paying extra to stay at the club level and the reason that we stayed there is because that was the only thing really available there so we were like yeah screw it we'll we'll pay the extra unfortunately we didn't get to take it had i had known how ballin club level was (laughs) and just how much food and drink and great food and drink and exemplary service i kind of wish that we didn't have all of the dining reservations we had because I think this is something that if you're staying club level, then you should plan your days and your meals around those accommodations because the food was awesome. I mean, Rob, do you, or Catherine, because we were at the, Rob was at the beach at the um, club level and it, we were comparing, we were like texting each other while we were both at our separate and they were, they were um, identical offerings. So how did you guys it was amazing, and this is a Disney drinking podcast, I'd like to say. So, of course, I had to do some investigative research for y'all, and I asked the waitress with a room full of families, I hate to be the scumbag who asks, <laughs> but what time can I start getting beer and wine? And this was at, like, maybe 9 o'clock in the morning. And she said, well, I could get you beer and wine right now. We started serving at 7 a.m., and I knew they had a sparkling wine. <laughs> So I was like, well, could you just get me a glass of sparkling wine and then I'm going to make a mimosa with orange juice. And she goes, oh, hon, I'll make you a mimosa. Comes out with a mimosa and it was absolutely fabulously delicious. Um, We took major advantage of them as much as we could. I felt like I did whatever I could to any free moment I had. I was trying to take advantage of the club level. And Scott, you can also weigh in in on this because you came up with us the one night and had dessert and drinks but yeah it was really well done uh it it reminds me a lot of what we do in las vegas which is that same basic thing that they do breakfast and dinner and drinks and Mm -hmm. yeah and they were super accommodating it was was pretty cool yeah yeah um 
it's amazing that you could just walk out. So we had a, a room really close to it. Was, it was far enough away that you didn't hear anything, but close enough that it was just like 20 second walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, so every time we would come off the elevator or like I would go out, I would just ask for two beers. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, even though they had those times published, you could ask anybody around and there's usually somebody like cleaning up or like setting something up or yeah. even the people at the desk or because that you also check in up there. They mm-hmm. have like two desks, yeah. like concierge, concierge, I guess, basically. And, um, and they just, have no problem nope. with you bringing food and drink back to your room. Yep. Like uh, I was kind of like leery of it at first. And I was like, I don't know if this is like, if this is okay with them. And then by like day three, I was just like two beers, a plate of food. Like Catherine's getting ready in the room. I yeah, was like, yeah, I'll go grab you stuff. I was doing my makeup and I was like, go down and get me a glass of wine. Well, yeah, like just to have like in the room to sit before we go to dinner. And then we were waiting for an Uber and it was a really, really long wait. And I was like, just go up and get two glasses of wine. You know, just, just go do it. Like, you know, what's, what's the harm? I mean, I probably had a case of longboards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> because that is... even like going to the park, I would ask for two. Yeah. And just drink them on the way to Epcot. And you know what they... Not a, not a far walk, by the way. <laughs> and you know what they had, which is rare to find in any... Man, I feel like such a scumbag. So just like, don't judge me, okay? They had coffee cups with lids, which is something you do not find at a Disney resort. Even if you stay in a DVC room, you get the styrofoam small glasses, but they do not come with lids. Lids. They do. They don't provide you lids, but they had lids aplenty. So we would go the first night. We met Rob and Holly over at the Swan, and um, I just had a beer and a coffee cup. I'm not advertising that to do that, but it was something that I was able to, you know, travel with my beer. And then same with uh, Storm Along Bay. They don't want you to have glass down there, obviously, yeah. and they do open your beer, so it's not like you can put them in a backpack, but. You know, put them in a coffee cup and, you know, have them, have them around the pool. Then you're saving money, not buying the pool bar drinks. Right. I mean, we, we typically do an Amazon now or a Prime yeah, now order yeah. and we didn't have to do it for this because no. it, it, you had more than enough. And the, like the, the food, food was, was phenomenal. Yeah, like it was just... really good, especially the desserts. Holy crap. And I, I think I'm more of a dessert guy than, yeah. than most people here, but they had like um delicious like fruit tarts and they had a Boston cream pie tart. <laughs> oh, and, that like, was so good. and they always had like really great fresh fruit, which I like took advantage of every day. Like it was just They had a bomb. freezer full of like the Olaf bars and pints of ice cream that you could just take. They had the coffee, like the extreme coffee, like the espresso machine, always a pot of coffee on there with like Stevia, which again, you <laughs> never find on Disney property. They had the little sugar cubes and brown sugar cubes that were in the shape of Mickey heads. Like it was like, and they just had like, like a every... plethora of like the premium. Oh, the syrups. Oh, the, oh, the teas. Twinings. Twinings. Yeah. Twinings. It's two ends, which throws me. I know. Twinning. It's like the temps. <laughs> Hashtag twinning. Tiger blood. Um, anyway. Well, let me ask you guys a question about this then. So you were down there obviously during the Flower and Garden Festival. Would you hesitate to do this during a festival? Yes, I would. I would too. Yes. I would so pick like a summer, yeah. like a summer weekend yep. where where I don't I have don't a lot of um, standing plans. dining reservations, yes. especially when you're st- like if you were staying at like the Poly or like the Contemporary, and you're it, further away, and you you're not too two minute 
walk away from being at the festival mm-hmm. at Epcot, that would be different. But like, no, like I mean, we debated we going into the park for lunch <laughs> and then ju- or just like having stuff there. Yeah. So, and is it worth the money? Like, do you get the the amount of money it's like difference a you're paying? 20, I, Twenty to forty percent markup, like yeah. like what you're paying on a regular room. I did a little bit of math, but. I have to tell you, I was telling, we have friends of ours who come to Disney with us quite a bit, and I was telling them, like, how awesome this was, and they were like, they are drinking the Kool-Aid that I was serving, (laughs) and they were just like, man, for food and wine, when we have, like, 20 people there, we should just book a room for the weekend at the Yacht Club on that level and just split it, however many people are there, like, 20 ways, and then we all just, you know, split the Magic Band, go out there grab beers and that could be like our hospitality room like we could just i don't think that that's what they have intended (laughs) no not at all but i'm just saying that like they had no issue even though like you really want to be throwing this out there on the podcast i'm just saying like i'm the one asking i mean let's be real these are expensive things and the one night Scott wasn't staying with us. He came up with us. Yeah, that's we might have had friends over. Yeah, we that's and, one Rob, and Rob and Holly, they didn't know they were paying for it at Beach Club. Like, yes, Rob and Holly had every right to come up with us that night because they were paying no, for no, it. No, I'm saying we had some friends over. Oh, yeah, you had friends over it, too. Like, you know, like this is the perfect thing I was telling. You know, my, my father really loves free food, really hates <laughs> Disney parks, and really just likes to sit by the pool. Like, this would have been the ideal vacation for him is just – Free food and just sit by the pool. I also think if, if say, the four of us had stayed together, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely. Oh my a, gosh! Like yeah. if you're splitting a room with another couple, yes, it, it yeah, definitely for is. Sure. is uh, I can see that. It's yeah. not a per person rate then; it's more of a room rate yeah. difference. And yeah. four per people to a room is far less of a moral gray area. <laughs> well, I mean that's allowed, right? I think it's technically five because they have that pullout couch. Like they have that. Our, couch our room was different. Like we oh. only had a queen bed and then the pull out couch. Oh, okay. We had like a separate couch yeah. and two beds. But anyway, so um, yeah, that was that. And it, I'm reading this little note that they give you, and they can say you can text them too. Yeah. The the club level, and then they gave you like a little flyer every morning under your door, which had your. Um, your plans for the day, so like your fast passes, which yeah. is pretty cute. Yeah, it was like cute. if. You know, if um, I'm a techie, I put it in my calendar, but, you know, also your hometown weather to make you laugh at your friends at home. High of 53, chance of rain. Ha ha, York PA. Um, And then, you know, some information on the new things that they have offered. So I thought that was a nice little touch. I agree. And definitely if you're not a seasoned Disney vet that you grab this and take it with you during the day. Yeah, I can see that being very useful. Yeah. Especially given the reliability of the app. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to talk about Flower and Garden? Sure. Sure. Nah. (laughs) Matt's out. (laughs) All right. We'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let's, can we start off, you know, so that we don't end up finishing on this. Did you have anything that was disappointing about Flower and Garden? I know you did. So why don't you tell us? I will tell you. I was extremely disappointed with the the lobster tail. I should call it a mini lobster tail. Mini! <laughs> For the value, it was not there. Where was it? It was the at citrus the blossom. yes, the citrus blossom. And uh, you know, if you got like four of them, maybe you could have a decent meal. But like, they're eight bucks a pop, and 
Yeah, it's not you worth didn't it. Think, I mean, how many ounces do you think that was? Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, that's expensive. Because once you got it out of the tail, the actual, you know, amount of the lobster was basically a shrimp. <laughs> that's, that's, that's bad. That it's like an eight dollar shrimp. I mean, it was obviously, obviously, it was lobster, and it wasn't. It was good. It was just yeah, was, was not sizable. On that notion, I'll, I'll knock on that kiosk as well. So they have the the orange bird yeah. sipper cup, and it's at the kiosk, and like. That kiosk had a lot of items that, oh, yeah, that was between a good the beers yeah. and, and the food. And it's like, but the vast majority, probably 80% of the people waiting in line are there for the, the cup. Like, there should have been a separate the cup queue. somewhere else. Or, yeah, yeah, like, like put one, it in a gift e- shop or something. Yes. Or either in the, like one side of the. Have like, one line dedicated. Yeah. Agreed. Um, that's silly. That's disappointing. Yeah, why not do it at the refreshment port or something? Right, exactly. I agree, because I was standing in line, and like I asked my dad if he wanted one, and the people behind me, I was referring to the lobster tail, and the people behind me were like, well, can you get me one, too? Like, they were joking, and I'm like... All right, middle class I'm fancy. I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> this guy's fine. <laughs> but they were looking for the orange bird, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize yeah. that was what was here. Yeah. Um, I don't think did... I had any misses. Really? You want to talk about the coffee mezcal? Oh, well, that wasn't... That's that was not really, that's not really You had a big miss. Um, yeah, I mean, I I have both lactose intolerance and uh, acid reflux, and um, the coffee mezcal margarita, which is back, is so delicious. It's so good. But it's basically a combination of everything that um, exacerbates both of those things, and I... If I was smart, what I would have done was taken, um, like, a Zantac a half hour before and then taken a lactate also if I really wanted to enjoy it. But what I did was none of those things. <laughs> and then I drank and I was like, this is the best drink ever. And then I got, like, halfway. I didn't even finish it. I got halfway done and I felt, like, straight up death. And that was what Catherine and Rob were alluding to before where I was... <laughs> quote, laying down in uh, Impressions to France. I had to, like, get out of the sun. I took medicine, and I had to just, like, sit down and close my eyes because I was dying. But I rallied. So Cava, te- Cava de Tequila takes down another person associated with this podcast after my dad a couple of trips oh, ago. Yeah. I know. They're By the way, like flies. What's, what's crazy is the next day, even knowing how sick I got, I was like, damn, I want one. <laughs> Like it, that's how good it is. Like it, it, it is, nearly it, it nearly derailed my entire day. And the next day, I was like, "Damn, I really want that coffee mezcal <laughs> margarita." <laughs> I do not, will not learn. It's okay, you know. I, I enjoyed it too. Uh, I had only one very slight disappointment. I'm going to speak for Holly too because we got the exact same thing. We said the exact same thing. Um, we both got the crab wontons at Lotus House and. They were good, but there was nothing. They weren't very plentiful as far as the crab goes. Like, it wasn't really filled with a lot. Right. And it's pretty much the same thing you can get anywhere else. Like, usually, like, I go for things that, like, I can't get it at home anywhere. And I feel like if I called my local, like, Japanese fusion restaurant that has, like, some Chinese appetizers, you could totally get something very similar. So that would have been my only, like, regret 
Um, Northern Bloom, the beef tenderloin tips, mm-hmm. they're good, but again, they overcook them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do I, it for the masses. Yeah, that's disappointing. And the other one was at the um, Bra- Brower Mart. Oh, Brower yeah. Mart. Oh, yeah, you did. The, like um, the toasted bread, pretzel bread mm. with the ham and cheese. The, it tastes yeah. good, but the darn thing, they have it sitting out. It's it, like soggy. It was sitting under, they had like 10 already made, like sitting under the lamp. And I should, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, Never damn, mind. like I should have just called an audible or just not ordered it. And it, it was as bad as it looked sitting there. I got at the Bauer Mark, Bauer and Mark to the uh, potato pancakes with the homemade applesauce. And that was really, really good. That was excellent. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a potato pancake uh, connoisseur, I would say. <laughs> Know my way around a latka. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about things we really liked? Good. Now we what can was get everybody's the... highlight? I have two. Oh, well, you're only allowed to have one. <laughs> I'm going to just say... Don't you dare. I'm going to say mine. basically all of Primavera Kitchen. Um, I got three things at Primavera Kitchen. I got the Pizza Toscana, the Pomodori Verdi e Mozzarella, the tricolored cheese tortellini, and they were all banging. The exception, the only caveat there is there were not, the tortellini was delicious. You got like eight tortellini. It was just so little, like. I'm not sure it was even that many. Yeah, it I, wasn't. It was, it was like five, six. Yeah. Five but or six. That freaking fried green tomato with mozzarella oh, cheese. I second that. And that the was my production was, favorite thing that of was, the festival. Wait, is that it, the thing that you didn't want me to steal? Yes. That, that was, was easily my favorite. I had it twice. The breading on that was crispy and delicious. It was like, it was fresh. And I know Rob just said, like, you can tell when things have been sitting under a heat lamp. It was like crispy fried deliciousness. It was so perfectly done. It was not soggy at all. Like, you can tell it was freshly made. Like, it was so, 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 so good. That is like my freaking favorite highlight. Can I tell (laughs) tell you my second? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Taste track. The violet blueberry vanilla croissant donut topped with candied violets. Holy crap. So taste track um, is right outside um, test track, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's like a little kiosk that's, it's not in. Soup, there it is. It's where they used to have the soup and grilled cheese. It. Yeah, they, they are kind of a rotating door of, of snacks and offerings there. And I feel like it's often forgot because it's not. Around. It's not in the world showcase. It's not in the world showcase, and it's not really um, in like the main thoroughfare in Future World. But damn it, do not sleep on Taste Track. This cronut was so good. So much so that today Matt and I were like, we need cronuts. <laughs> and we called several places. They're very hard to find in York. We went to Copper Crust Bakery. They did not have them there. We were going to travel to Lancaster. I was going to travel to Maryland. Maryland. Don't they have it at Weiss? They do have them at Giant. And they Which is our local grocery store. Fabulous. Not bad. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, a, I knew it was one of the two and we were the And we got the last two. Life hack, y'all. If you're, if you're craving cronuts and maybe you don't have a donut shop nearby, check your local grocery store's bakery section. Maybe they've got it. Although the cream on this one made it like unique. That it, like you wouldn't get anything like that. Here, like it was like almost like a piece of cake that you got like a little frosting. It was cake. unreal. Um, yeah, was that, that was, on Holly's that list? was her first <laughs> item that she listed, and 
I won't steal how she credit or how she described it, but it upscaled toaster strudel. Oh, and yeah. that is the highest compliment you could like. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about our love of toaster strudels. Yeah, and, and it I was did. Like, I haven't like, had a toaster strudel forever. And yeah, <laughs> it did taste like. Like it was like perfectly yeah. flaky and oh, it was delicious. It was so good. I think I, I have to stop at the grocery store. I might get a box of toaster strudels. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> if you can't get a Corona life hack, just do four toaster strudels yeah. on top of each other. That's <laughs> a heart attack for a thousand calories. <laughs> well, that's you, probably how much a Corona. A thousand is. calories? I bet you it's like, I bet you it's like seven hundred a strudel. You mm-hmm. think? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're kind of small. Anyway, so um, this is w- WDW Happy Hour, <laughs> the world's biggest toaster strudel podcast. Scott, what was your favorite thing? Okay, I'm gonna come out with a bit of a surprise here, and um, this one was one that I went back and forth with because it kind of burned, but I really liked it. Uh, which was the fr- so good. It was the fried cauliflower from Taste of Marrakesh? What? Yeah. <laughs> It was super spicy. Oh, dang. Um, So it was like, to me, it was like um, hot wings, but cauliflower. Mm. And oddly enough, it was the one thing, my mom has a terrible sense of smell. She's like lost it. She could smell this walking past. And uh, so we got that and I really enjoyed it. Nice. Rob, what do you have? I had these like they they've had these the last few, and, but they're still just so good. So Florida Fresh, the spicy blackened shrimp and cheddar cheese grits, shrimp and grits. and then La Isla Fresca, the sugarcane shrimp skewer. I'll second that with, with steamed rice and coconut lime sauce. That is a good deal too because mm-hmm. they give you like to go back to the lobster, like four or five like decent sized shrimp with the the rice and. It, I feel like it's five and a quarter, five seventy five maybe. Yeah. That's that's a really good deal for yeah. for that. And I know it's typical they have it every year, but they were both really, really good. Yep. But I'm just gonna take this moment to second the fried green tomatoes, mozzarella cheese, and balsamic reduction from the American Kitchen because it was amazing. How how did you like the corn? So I, I liked it. Oh, I did like the corn. However, I have never had the corn in Animal Kingdom, and I hear tell from we have a friend who's a cornosaur, and no. <laughs> she said the one in Animal Kingdom is better. I love garlic though; like that yeah. is my favorite flavor. So it was really garlicky. It was really buttery. I love both of those things. Um, it was a little hard to eat. Like, I wouldn't want this on the last day of the festival in May when it's 900 degrees outside. <laughs> like, like it was the perfect temperature that I could, like, really, like, take my time. But I did get, like, butter all over my face. And, like, I'm not a clean eater. So it was kind of disgusting to watch me eat it, I'm sure. But it was good. It was okay. Um, yeah, Holly also liked the, from the smokehouse, the pulled pig slider. Okay. Which is a typical. Uh, they always Yeah, have they have that. that a lot, right? Um, I told her she should have put extra barbecue sauce i didn't feel like it was overly sloppy with like sauce dripping everywhere but they have the extra sauce on the little stand there mm-hmm. so if you think it is dry add some of that yeah um that would be my recommendation but she really liked that as well i also like the goat or the goat cheese star with caramelized onions at florida lee that's one of my favorites goes great with the cronenberg blanc <laughs> did you get any cronenberg blanc this time oh! i never saw you with one this time that's uh, why I, I wasn't I sure i had about Six? 
Eight, 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 maybe. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah a couple. A couple, um, couple two tree. The, the, they changed the location of the tables, though. So where we typically, um, right along the water, got that longish wall there um, that overlooks, that looks onto World Traveler and the entrance, the International Gateway entrance. They moved the tables to that little middle circle part, mm-hmm. part right behind the kiosk. I wasn't. I liked being over. Yeah, I like leaning against well, the I think wall. They're, like, they're routing the bell line. Yes, there now. they are. It's a the character. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't be like that for food and wine. But and they also took out one of the ordering lines for France. I know, yes. which made no sense. And the one day it was really, really long. Yeah, like really long. They had like one person at the cash register. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's not even get, get started in Primavera Kitchen. How about drinks? Oh. We didn't even. Talk yeah, about let's drinks. talk about favorite drinks we had. Um, coffee mask. Festival drinks here. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, quite a few that I enjoyed. I really liked. Uh, we're back to the citrus blossom. We've talked about it a lot. Really like the wine slushy there. Yes, it was the delicious. Holly's, that was Holly's drink choice. Yeah. Um, the the one beer there was really good too. Was the coconut key lime ale. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, I I I did the flight the on Friday. And then on Sunday, I just did two of the key lime ales because I like those so much. I, I really liked it, the pineapple promenade. I know we talk about the violet lemonade all the time, but they have the violet lemonade ale by Playa Linda. And uh, that was really good. Did not taste like violet lemonade. No. It tasted <laughs> like a summer shandy by yes. Lennon Kugels, like 100%. It was a very shandy, which is the taste of lemon, which makes sense. But um, yeah, definitely not tasting that violet flavor so if that's why you're getting it you will be disappointed well i also had the stowaway mary which oh, was yeah. a kahuna of a drink um it was really good i would have probably liked it without all the stuff on top of it because like i'm not a jerky fan it was like a slim jam in it <laughs> and then um the shrimp was okay but like i didn't need that like the drink was enough I had the tropical freeze at La Isla Fresca with the the rum floater. How was that? It was good. It was fruity and delicious like I enjoy a, a drink. frozen beverage to be. <laughs> the tropical... Oh, okay, yeah. And that you can get that both alcoholic and non-alcoholic, right. I see. But I'm a man, so... Matt, did you get any drinks from the Flower Garden Fest? Yeah, I got a beer. <laughs> do you remember which one? <laughs> yeah, I do, but... Not I might talking. save it for a future okay. topping it off. All right. So you know, I had an interesting. This was not necessarily directly related to the festival, but we've talked before about those. Um, dri- uh, at, losing my train of thought here. At Le Cellier, the beers, the ephemerae, yeah, yeah, the, the different flavors of those. Yeah, they didn't know what I was talking about when I asked if they had any varying flavors of those or whether it was any kind of other season which and is was, funny because they're all and their kiosk I the know. different flavors so they should know i was kind of like oh um i guess i'm mistaken <laughs> i know i'm not yeah yeah it was it was disappointing you were not you were not mistaken thank you so sky you just mentioned so i'm assuming that means you ate at la Cellier on this trip i did and uh, how was it Is it still good <laughs> so good so no, i man I completely turned around i went to you know hell in a handbasket no it was really good the, the one thing that i tried differently this time 
was normally I get the truffle butter sauce on the filet. I always get a filet, so that, that doesn't change. But, <laughs> that don't change. Um, what else are you going to do? This time I got a chimichurri butter to oh. go on the steak, which and? I love. I love chimichurri. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it was delicious. It's actually meant for their ribeye, but I asked for it for my filet instead. Mm. Highly recommend. It sounds delicious. Rob, do you want to talk about any... Well, any other flower and garden things you want to no, the, bring the up? No, the only other thing was um, my favorite beer of the festival was from Arbor, which is in the Odyssey, and it's the Shipyard Brewing Company Grind the Rhine <laughs> Watermelon IPA. Yeah, that was a good one. I really, really like that one. So. Yeah, it d- interesting to have like a sweet flavor in an IPA because you yes, don't really find that a lot, yep. but it tasted really, really good. I and enjoyed I, and that I, quite a bit. Like you, when you were saying about the violet lemonade, you couldn't taste it. Like this, you smell the watermelon oh, yeah. and you taste it, which I appreciate. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Very good, very good. So, Rob, do you want to talk about um, the new dining experience that you sure. and Holly had on this sure. trip? Sure. So we went to Jika. This was on, our, I think, both of our bucket lists for the... Your resolution. Yeah, the, for 2019. <laughs> so we, we finally plunked down and did it so we went there saturday night um it for those unfamiliar this is within um animal kingdom lodge in jumbo house the the main normal rest, the main building yeah um so we had dinner there um very good um the so i my big my big comparison to this would be la Cellier as far as steak goes so we mm. both had we both had the filet um, to me, the steak was better than Le Cellier. Everything else wasn't. So when I say everything else, I mean the bread. Um, we had an appetizer. It was good. We had scallops. Um, they were very good. Um, I probably prefer poutine, yeah. to be honest with you. The steak was incredible. They crushed it in this seasoning. It, it's, it had like a little bit of spice to it. Not Nothing that you... And even somebody that can't handle anything would notice, but it was was super good. But then it just came with vegetables, and I'm like, oh, the risotto is just too good. <laughs> you know, I'm not able to compare against the risotto. So, um, just a, a slow meal too. And I guess if like you know you're with a lot of people and like you're sharing appetizers and things like that, um, it would be good. But you know, it was like. Come on, let's move along. Like we had the scalps, and then it's like 25, 30 minutes later till you get your entree. <laughs> um, nice atmosphere in there. Nothing like over the top that I think like oh I'm in a like signature mm-hmm. dining location. Right. Was you it like Sanaa? I mean, it was no, a, you can't see it? any animals or anything like that. It it it's next to Boma, basically like the the doorway. It's Boma, the doorway. Then Gito. is it similar theming though to Sanaa? No. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no. interesting. You wouldn't know it's like African by looking at it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's um, surprising. The service was good. It was just the the food was just slow coming out. But uh, I asked Holly what she would have gave it like one to ten. She said an eight. I'm probably in the seven range. It's so pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. I'm. I don't know. I guess I had such high expectations. That's why my review is a little, you know, downtrodden, I guess. But yeah, it's not really that well. 
Yeah, it was. I wouldn't be rushing to go back there. But okay. If that's there's other places I wouldn't want to try and, and do. So yeah, it's fair. It's fair. So Matt, do you want to talk about our dining experience? Um, well, no. Well, you 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 talk about the big Kahuna because you <laughs> you were happier about that. So. Yeah. Um. So give you the more positive review. Catherine and I, um, about um a month or two before we knew we were coming on this trip, um, or a month or two before our trip, we uh I called Victorian Alberts to see if I could make a reservation. They were all full but they did put me on the waiting list in the event of any cancellations and about a week before our trip i got a call from victorian albert saying they did in fact have a cancellation so we got uh bumped up the list and we were able to go so victorian albert's um for those who don't know is the premier five-star um uh, diamond rating uh, it's the only one of its kind in walt disney world um that was a weird way to say that sentence but it is a seven course <laughs> plus experience and by that i mean the base meal is seven courses with the option as you go to add additions additions in the way of a wine pairing flight a caviar uh uh a, a caviar ca- tasting yeah caviar tasting um upgrade to different meat options and all of those cost extra <laughs> And this was an extremely expensive and long Ooh. meal. It is we knew that we knew that going in, and it's also um, it's formal dress, so you have to wear a uh, you have to wear a suit jacket if you are uh, a man. I did not pack one because Kath and I were sharing one bag, so I opted to. Um, they have them available to to wear there. They're mostly blue if you're planning on going, and uh, it was fine. It was a little big. But whatever. The food... So can I, I, can I, can I interrupt? Yeah, I have yeah, questions. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you said you were on the waiting list. Had you been on the waiting list and not gone in before? No. We have not. So I put our name on the waiting list for our food and wine trip in October um, just because I had just finished writing a book about Disney and I was like, oh man, I really want to do Victorian Alberts. And then they called me and they were like, okay, Saturday, you're in. And I was like, well... We had family staying with us, and it was like, that's like our big fun trip with everybody. And I was like, no, I don't really want to take away like a night of that trip for this. So we opted to not. So what's your sense if you're on the waiting list? You will. You'll get it? I think you will. The the dining room itself is very, very, very small. Okay. Very small. They only seat each table once per night. So when you get that table, you are that table for the night. Wow. There's yeah. no turnaround. They're not trying to get you out of there. In fact, it was way too slow for my taste. Yeah. And I mean, and they do hours. that because they want to pace it. Um, one, it, it's billed as, as not just a meal, as really an experience. And I would recommend if you go to eat extremely lightly leading up to it, because even though all of the the courses are smaller portions you still have seven of them <laughs> and you know they it really does add up and are you're assigned two servers who were incredibly attentive and knowledgeable about the menu inside and out um there is a live harp player who's playing you know uh it, it's very it's elegant and Catherine and i are not bougie food eaters i mean i'm i'm far more on the adventurous side when it comes to eating but even this just this level of extravagance and elegance i'm I'm glad that we did it 
but I, I really don't. I'm, I'm glad I did it. I don't feel like I have to do it again. I just can't really justify the price. And I mean, I might as well say it. I, I was going to say it's a bit tacky, but I mean, it's it's listed on the website if you want to see. It's 230 a person mm-hmm. base. <laughs> that is for, and that is before. Sorry, my credit card's on fire. We gotta go. That is before any potential additions. That's before any drinks. Any if you opt for the wine pairing, which the wine <laughs> pairing is 130 a person. 150. I 150 a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're looking at at the very least with um, with tip, like five six hundred bucks. Six hundred dollars, very least six hundred bucks for two and, for two. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't excited about the food, so I was like, I'm going to definitely do the wine pairing. And like, and I know Matt doesn't care about like alcohol, and he was like, well, one of you can get it. like you don't both have to get it. Like, so it's okay if one of you orders the wine pairing. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, screw it, we're here. And then he explained it to me, and he was like, so it's about total three glasses of wine. And I'm like... $50 "Uh, a glass. No. Like, I was like, absolutely not. So I just looked at the menu, and they have, like, the suggested wine under each of the courses. And I was like, I'll just have one glass of wine. I could get three glasses of wine for less than $100 on the menu. So why the hell am I going to order? Yeah, that's bizarre. I know. It just doesn't make any sense. That Like, that doesn't even... That doesn't add up. And they were all things that were on the menu. So it was just, it was just like it killed me. But it's one of those things that I I am really glad I did it. And I mean, I can tell you about some of the. Oh, I'll go through them quickly. Go ahead. Just, just, just go rapid fire through the. The first, the amuse bouche. Um, (laughs) Imperial caviar with ocean kissed oysters. Let's give it, let's, let's do a, uh, A through F ranking. Just quick. So the. I wouldn't eat the oysters. <laughs> right. Um, so it was, uh, it, it was like a one oyster. It wasn't in the half shell or like it wasn't in a shell. It was just by itself. But it had like a crust on top of it with gold flakes. Like <laughs> legit gold. I ate gold. And then, I ate gold. I ate gold. And, um, and then caviar, which I don't think I've ever had before and I didn't really care Salty. for. Yeah, it, it wasn't for me. I've so, never had it either. C? I'll give it a... a C plus. Okay. Um, okay. And then that was where you could add the caviar for like 200 bucks. <laughs> Didn't do that. Okay. Maine lobster, celery root, and finger limes. I don't even remember the finger limes. What the heck is that? Uh, the lobster was good, but we ate in Narcusis the night before. The lobster in Narcusis was better. So I give this a C. They were both butter poached lobster, by yes, the way. which is delicious. Um, I give this, I thought the lobster was excellent. I thought it was on par with the lobster tail that we had in our koozies the night prior. So I will give this a B plus. Okay. How, sorry, I'm going to ask No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, please stop. So like how, how big is this portion? Like is it a... Um, most, of the, like, most it... of the meat or fish you're looking at like about three five. ounces. No, yeah, I'd say f- the the lobster tail was the same size as the one we got at Narcuzzi's. It was on the smaller side, but like the lobster you... tail I got at Narcuzzi's was huge, and it the you got one that two. I I know, but each individual lobster tail paled in comparison to the size that we got at Victorian Alvarez. Okay. It was it was roughly twice the size. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so the next one was Glacier 51 Toothfish. <laughs> which you can imagine I was having a panic attack looking at this food because I don't eat anything except for like filet lobster. I don't even know lobster. what this stuff is. Like, okay, well don't worry, I'll explain <laughs> that to you. Haricot tar base and Savoy cabbage broth. 
So I was like, this is going to be awful. But evidently, they name glaciers in the world by numbers. So this toothfish is a fish that is only found around glacier number 51. This was my favorite course. This was the best one. And they pour the cabbage broth over it. And it's just like, I mean, it just tastes like a soup. Like, it's nothing, it's nothing crazy. But it reminded me, didn't we get a soup at Club 33 when we went? Yes. And you loved it? <laughs> yeah. This is what this reminded say, me of. It was the corn soup. And I was like, no, this is going to be whatever. Like, yeah. not bad but just like yeah it was like the best thing that I had was the there. same thing was, they pour it over like the, it so the bowl good. with oh. like the lip yeah that was really good i give this an a a plus it was excellent and and it had like it almost had like bake like a bacony that middle thing that i don't even know what it is must be like a bacon it tasted like a bacon and scallop mm. it's really good okay next one <laughs> wild tur- turbo 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 it's turbo, turbo. yeah uh, with toasted capers and preserved lemon. I don't even remember this one, so I'll good. give it, it a another, question It was another, um, it was another fish entree, which I thought it wasn't nearly as good as the toothfish, but it was still really good. It wasn't too, I know, um, on the fishy side, it's more fishy than say a salmon. Um, but I would say it was a, I, I liked the accoutrements that came with it. I, again, I don't. It's really hard because I was like, I don't know what these are, but (laughs) it pairs really well with the fish. And I I would give this a B plus. All right. So next we've got honey lacquered Rohan duck with sweet potato mosaic and walnuts. I did not enjoy this one. I'm just not a big duck guy. I just don't think, I think it's the, the biggest, um, uh, what is the, yeah, people think the duck are it's kind of slimy. It's it's greasy, it's, it's greasy, greasy, greasy. Yeah. and it's and it is and and uh, it's slimy. slimy. We slimy. said that to our waiter. We were like, yeah, it's like greasy, and he was like, yeah, I'm not allowed to use that word. We were like, okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just I'm sure it was prepared well, and and the sweet potato um, it was like came with it. It was, was okay. like a. It reminded me of one of those Italian tricolor cookies with layers of sweet potatoes mm. so that was like kind of cool because yeah, it was I like, like different potatoes um, i'm just not a big duck i give this a c and there was like a jelly over the one which yeah was gross. yeah i give it a c I, this is my least favorite yeah. of the courses d no this was not my least favorite of the courses i oh, give this no. a c plus okay <laughs> next we have new zealand elk tenderloin borscht consomme and huckleberries I thought this was freaking awesome. I this, was this was served as like a filet. Like it was like a filet. I thought elk. this was incredible. I thought this was really, really good. It was okay. What would you give it? B plus. Mm, C. <laughs> this is where I was getting full right Jeez. here. Right Catherine, here in the front. This is when Catherine started giving me, like I'm full and Catherine's starting to give me parts of her courses. And I was like, <laughs> I'm only one man. Um, okay, and the next one was Australian Kobe style beef with bone marrow, pan perdu, and hedgehogs. Those were potatoes, right? Yes. <laughs> I did not eat hedgehog. <laughs> Baby hedgehog. Oh, Boiled. Sonic. Three Sonics. <laughs> Sonics. Um, I, I liked this. It was really good, but I was really full. I could not fully it enjoy was- it. It was... And it was no better. It than was an incredible cut of steak. It is was a top notch, deliciously. They he was like the chef serves it medium rare. That's how he thinks that this 
steak should be eaten. So unless you have any qualms with that, and we were like, no, it's fine. And that's how I like my steaks anyway. This was an A plus steak. And, and then they come around with a little eyedropper full of 100 year age balsamic vinegar and or v- balsamic. And they just put one yeah, drop on your plate. Yeah. It's like with an eyedropper. That's eye the most decadent thing. I, and I just thought when he dropped it in, I was like, how much is that? Like, I just wanted to yeah, like, like, how much, how much was that, that drop? drop? Like, <laughs> Um, and then I'm like I'm stopping up all that expensive hundred year old. And then the cheese uh, portion was the Colston Bassett Stilson cheesecake with burgundy pears. It was a blue cheesecake. It was blue cheese <laughs> in, in the shape of, of a, a slice of blue pie. cheese. I do not like blue cheese. So I took one bite just to say I did, but I'm like, I can't, I don't like blue cheese. So <laughs> this was a miss for me. This was the only course I that I was, that. that I was like, I can't do it. And I, I knew that it. And you liked yeah, it, I liked but you like blue cheese. I like blue cheese. And they put a little bit of like, you know, that foam they put on top of the Mickey's fun wheel. <laughs> yeah. They put the foam and it was honey flavored foam. Mm. So it was like, you got like the sweet, but then you could really taste the blue I cheese. I imagine if you are a big fan of blue cheese and you would love this, but I am, but like I don't know, like a you whole You could just eat a slice. Like, yeah, whole It was, it was, like it was burger, good cuz they were like it's a small smooth. slice. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, it's smooth, but it still has the like the And it's like an odd point in the meal to have that too. I know. And I'm positive smooth. that like that was like some heavily um uh just like heralded cheese from like whatever region that was yeah, from. I don't know. All right, so the dessert was chocolate Bolivian tart with creme de mint and Chambord black currant sauce. Banging. This was banging. Good. Catherine is not a big chocolate fan. Yeah. Um, I give this an A+. Plus. I was, it was incredible. It was such a good uh, dessert. Yeah. I'll give, it a, <laughs> I'll give it a C. I was disgustingly full by this time. <laughs> the waiter was coming up, and I was like, how much more is left? I don't have anything left in me. I imagine they don't get that question. Yeah, I know. Often. And also, also <laughs> like, when he brought over the duck, and, like, he clearly took mine away, and there was still meat on my plate, and he was like, so? And I was like, nope, didn't like it. And he was like, okay, bye. Um, and then there was tea and coffee and Matt you got tea and yeah they they present tea and coffee in a really interesting way um so they have this apparatus for tea that is basically like um um how do I explain this it's like two graduated cylinders um connected to each other and at the bottom they have a little burner and they put the burner under it at the top graduated cylinder sits the the um the uh, loose tea leaves. At the bottom, you have water. When you heat up the water, mm. the water rises up from the bottom to the top via science and then mixes with the tea leaves. You let that, um, and that's what makes the tea, and then when you remove the burner, the suction, it goes down, and then you're left with just the tea and none of the leaves. So it was a very bougie science experiment-related <laughs> way to make some tea, and I, I think mine was a jasmine. It was a jasmine tea, and it mm-hmm. was excellent. Yeah. It, but it was a bit of a spectacle. And yes. Catherine was so ready to leave because she was so. <laughs> we were there, at this point. We were there nearly three hours, and um, it was Ka- four and hours. Oh, was it, was it that long? Four-hour meal. It was. It was long, but I was. I was 
I was like, I'm paying this much. I'm going to get my... So he's like, does anyone want tea and coffee? And, Kat- and before Catherine could groan, I was like, absolutely. <laughs> so you like <laughs> shot daggers at me. And I'm like, I'm getting the tea. You need to get up and like walk around in that length of time. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> yeah, did you get up? I got up once to use the restroom. Restrooms were, as you can imagine, Very nice. immaculate. Very beautiful. Very similar to Club 33. Okay. Um, and then they did come around at the very end and they have like a huge wooden box full of like cordials and you're allowed to take them home so like there were all these different there was like a banana like a mimosa there was a chocolate covered cherry which was like a real cherry with a pit inside of it and i was like oh i want that one and they're like you're not allowed to take that one home because it has a pit and like people will choke and die it's all gourmet (laughs) gourmet chocolates with alcohol in them and you could you're free to take them with the exception of the cherry one which is the one that yeah, so looked I, really I nice. Just explain. Sorry, but I said gourmet chocolates. Gourmet chocolates. Yeah. Um. So then I got a rose, and that was the end. Oh yeah, they give you a single stem rose. And worth every penny. Um. <laughs> Not so much. I. I mean, you can obviously tell from our um, description here that I enjoy this experience a lot more than Catherine, although I. Do not think that for me, and and again, your mileage completely will vary on how much of a foodie you are, how much you are open to, um, you know, uh, experimenting with foods that you might not be accustomed to and taking a long culinary journey. Um, you know, you might love this and feel Sounds that the price so just stupid and pretentious. I can't even handle your description of that. It makes me mad. It's what it is. It's a culinary well, I journey. I would like to take One all the money I spent. I would have liked to take all that money we spent on that and just buy as much fried mozzarella and tomato at the Primavera stand because <laughs> well, that's just, what this girl's you know, into. Think about it in comparison to like Homecoming. What you could? How far six hundred dollars would take or you? Or even like, uh, <laughs> like. Like any any nice restaurant. I mean, Le Cellier, I could have gotten like six fillets, more than six fillets, <laughs> more like ten fillets. I don't think that it for me it doesn't justify the price, but I'm glad that we did it, and I think it was a really uh, it was a really interesting experience, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. If you're looking for a more toned down food at the Grand Floridian, we ate at Narcusi's on Friday night, and I cannot give this restaurant high enough marks. I loved it. It was so good. Another very small restaurant. Not a lot of seats in that place. Um, there's two levels. There's a bottom level, and this is the like um, rotunda that's out on the water. So you're like overlooking. I still don't even know where it's at. Yeah, it's like a. It it's very close to the boat launch. So mm-hmm. it's out on the water. It's a building by itself out in the water. So you would like if you were walking out the back there. Yes, it's right the, back there. Yep. Like you make, you make a, a left. left. Yep. Oh, so like you were if you were going to uh, Zasparillas? Gasparillas. Yeah, yeah. It's, kinda, Gasparillas. it's kinda near there. Okay. Yeah, you okay. Made, For some reason I thought water. it was like the other corner. No. Okay. Not by the pool. Got you. Um it's near the boat launch, like where you would get off. Um, which was fabulous. Um there's like a little bar on the second, like I'm saying second floor. It's like three steps up, but the waitress was like, I really like to eat up on the second floor because then you don't have anyone obstructing your view and it was really nice. Our waitress there was phenomenal. She was excellent, yeah. Um, the food there was phenomenal. I got surf and turf. Oh, <laughs> the lobster tail was amazing. And if I went back, I think I would just get the twin lobster tails. It was that's what absolutely they're known for. fabulous. They have a butter poached lobster tail. That's what's it, their, their price point is like expensive. a signature 
It's a signature. Yeah, it is a signature dining, but like I thought it was kind of reasonable for sure. Like I mean, what we got. I it's mean, what like, I expected. Yeah, like it, it was exactly what I expected, okay. which I, I was super, super happy. Like if I were to pick something that was not La Cellier, maybe I like Yasmin a lot. I'd maybe put this Narcosis and Yasmin on the okay. same level, like a notch under La Cellier. Yeah, I would put this right up in that tier. I, th- I think yeah. it's it's should be in the conversation. Really good bread, like warm, flaky bread. Yeah, was delicious. An really, excellent really meal good. there. And yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I enjoyed my meal more at Narcuzzi's. It's just more up my alley. You know, like it, yeah. it wasn't an experience. It was a freaking dinner and it was a damn good one. Yeah, it was really, <laughs> really nice. And they, you know, moved at your pace, which I liked. What was the clientele in like in Victoria and Albert's like? What you expect? Were you what you youngest? expect? And then yes. me and Catherine. Yes. So there was old monk, uh, uh, old <laughs> uncle. Money bags, penny bags. Yes, from they were like game dudes with like dudes with monocles and like. Duck and yeah, they definitely like you could you get free valet if you do that. Yeah. and like everyone was kind of getting out at the same time. They like seat the tables within like fifteen minute increments, okay. so you're not all walking in at the same time. But <laughs> like the family that was sitting next to us were so obnoxious. It was just this old couple, and they were. Horrific! It, it was it was horrible to watch them during this day. It was very pretentious. Yeah, it was they like, were. It was like exactly what you expect. Yes. And, and then there's me and Catherine. I'm in the freaking rented Victorian Albert <laughs> suit jacket, and I was like, "Yeah, me too, right? Right, guys? Yeah." It was. Duck is slimy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then they walk you out. You guys and... see these hedgehogs? <laughs> Y'all see these hedgehogs? Sega, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are we getting tails? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say our waiter was fabulous. His name was Matt, and he told us a lot about the process to become a server at Victorian Albert's, and he was incredibly young compared to everyone else that worked there. And evidently, all you need to do is take a test. Like, you need to be... We're saying... Inter- she's saying all you need to do, but this test no, apparently is grueling. You have to be an internal... Uh, employee you cannot you cannot come from the outside to work there he worked at espn club before and he was like i'm gonna take this test and it's like a three-hour test of like every wine Uh every kind of food like he was like it was grueling but he got in and he was fabulous he was a great server excellent yeah very good definitely the highlight um and scott you ate it somewhere new too yeah yeah we uh we ate it Les Chefs de France. Okay. And uh, we had a good experience there. All of us had good meals. Uh, my dad's steak was not up to, you know, Le Cellier standards. I'd put it well below that, but that's not what you're expecting there. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I would have gotten a steak there. Mm. I, I got a pork shank, which was really good. Mm. You know, like a, uh, We also ate at Kona Cafe, um, which was the first time I've eaten there since their new menu. Zoop? Zoop. Zoop. But uh, really, it was really good. I mean, there, I had a, sta- a salmon fillet, which was like a thick piece of salmon. Nice. Um, that place to, to me is very crowded. Crowded it is. It's, it's, it's a very yeah. strange yeah. seating arrangement. Like it, it, for what they have, it's almost like the seating feels like a cafeteria. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah. never feels quite homey. It feels like you're eating at a cafeteria at like a hospital. And we were like right on the, the, the edge. edge of it. So, I mean, I like that. I like that you're in the Polynesian, but it is kind of It's strange because they don't have any other normal restaurant in the Polynesian. No. You're either having character, all you can eat, dinner show, something like that. Like 
why wouldn't you just make your restaurant like a like a, an enclosed space? I don't know. Yeah, I don't mind it for lunch, but for dinner, yeah. I could see this it. Was, yeah. This was the first time I'd eaten dinner there, and did they have? Did you get appetizers? Like, did you eat wontons or anything? We did. We got. Yeah, um, I guess they were pot stickers. That they were yeah. really good. They I love were. Those. They good. They good. Yeah, they good. Um, does anyone want to mention anything else about their trip? Like anything worth noting? No, I think they're pretty yeah. extensive. Yeah, that's that's covering a lot. Um, the one thing I wanted to say also was, um, I know that it exists out there that you can do these one by one fast passes after you've used your first three fast uh-huh, passes, yes. and I did want to say, I freaking wanted we did not go to animal kingdom and we had an early morning in the magic kingdom the one day and matt and i had just scanned our third fast pass to big thunder mountain and i was just on the app furiously refreshing 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 animal kingdom i think i probably did it about 50 times but we got a flight of passage fast pass for like an hour later and i was like oh yeah i had a lot of success with that this time too um, for the three of us that were traveling around, I the one day I got a Midway Mania fast pass. Oh wow! Like Twenty minutes after the one that we were on, That's shocking. The the one frustrating thing that I had was when we were in Animal Kingdom, we rode Flight of Passage, and that was our third one of the day. And I was trying to get another one, but for some reason it hadn't picked up one of our fast pass scans, oh. so it didn't recognize that we'd already used it. Oh, and that it was like, stinks. Ugh. Yeah, so I definitely do that. Like do and and then we had lunch at Nomad Lounge and then we went we got a safari pass right from there too that was like an hour later. Like so we it was no like it wasn't like we were killing time. Like I wouldn't have done it if it was like a seven o'clock at night thing, but like it was really nice for the situation. Like the timing worked out perfectly. I'm glad your app worked. Because basically my app was garbage the yeah. entire time. Oh, it was. I mean, I fought. I fought with that yeah, tooth same. and nail the whole time. And it wouldn't even recognize me as a user. That like it would say like <laughs> your traveling party, and I have like I don't know like thirty yeah. friends on my Disney experience, and like wouldn't pick up anyone else. Like it was so frustrating because on Sunday we were we uh, the Wozniaks and the Walsh just called an audible. We were going to go to Hollywood Studios, and we said we're just going to do Epcot for the rest of the day. And I was like, well, let's throw on some fast passes. Maybe we can get something. Oh, we couldn't even cancel the Hollywood Studio Fast Passes. Like, that app is total garbage. I actually was getting to the point where I was logging into my DisneyExperience.com yeah. on the oh. internet. Yeah, that's what you have. That's Nikki. <laughs> yeah. ha- our friend Nikki had to do that, too. I know the one day. At least and you had some It control. wasn't a case of, like, my software's not updated. or no. You know, like, sometimes they release the things and it's the old version starts crap. Like, no, everything's up to date on my phone. And it's basically didn't work the entire weekend. I mean, can you imagine being, not to disparage older people, but like being 50 and trying to sort your way through, Yeah, you know, like my parents could not have done that on their own. It's just really funny that you went for 50, which is not, like my, I would have gone older if that was a little was Not to disparage older people, like if you're 50, Jesus, Scott. 50 seems old to me. Well, you're oh, boy. 35. I mean, you're in the grand scheme of things, you're knocking on the door. Man, when I just think of like someone like my mom having to do that app, she would probably have to spend like 10 hours in Hollywood Studios to do everything. Oh, wait, she did that. <laughs> my parents are in their 70s and they're very tech savvy. Yeah, but they're not 
They're not in the. I, I don't <laughs> think my I think of my parents as not tech savvy, but I think they would have a problem. Because you think of them as old. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my parents are a step above jitterbug. So. Step above jitterbug. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Th- that's the cell phone that's basically like. <laughs> Call son or call 911. That's it. That's basically the only it. two options. <laughs> yes. Can we just conference the men together? Because my God, though. Please Oh, man. All right. Well, everyone, great up, great up. Good up. Um, does anyone have any last call items? No, no. Nope. Well, I said no, that's... sir. No, no, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers. Cheers.